I'm going to be talking about real life today. And uh, there's so many different things coming at us continually, but I was thinking about it coming out of summertime because sometimes, um, you know, Buddy was actually talking about this. He's, he's, a, he's a businessman, but, you know, you take a week and you go on vacation or, or you're, you're separated from what you're normally doing, and your mind gets in a different set, doesn't it? And you think, wow, this is a living. <laughs> you ever go to the beach? I like to go to the mountains too. My wife doesn't like to go to the mountains quite as much as I do because the elevation's high and it's kind of hard to breathe and everything. But <clears throat> I like it because it's, it, it's clear air. <laughs> you can actually, I think you can breathe it better. But, but, um, but you go to certain places that you like and you think, wow, this is living. And then you see... Uh, like celebrities, and you see people that are, are wealthy, and you say, now, they always show them, you know, vacationing or, or you know, the, the new mansion that they just bought, and you say, now that is living, right? And we get kind of caught up in that ourselves. Even in church, we can, we can have a perspective of what it means to know the Lord and what it means to live in him that we receive from somebody else, and, and uh, it, it can have an effect upon our perspective of w what real life is. And uh, man, I, I, I'm getting, the, I, I have this passion, this desire. God, uh, the older I get, help me be even more open, God. Show me what real life is. Because I don't want to just put a label on it and say, this is what it is. And I don't want to be chasing something that isn't right. and find out that I've wasted all my time on something that isn't really life. Right. <laughs> so let's look here at uh, what it means to be real. And I, I had this experience. You know, I went with my dad um, to Nepal several years ago. And we stopped in Bangkok on the way. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Bangkok, but... Um, Man, you can get anything in Bangkok on the street. It's all name brand. I guarantee it. <laughs> so, you, man, you can get Nikes and watches. You can get the nicest stuff. I mean, it, 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 it's just like, you know, if it's on, on the Internet, it's true, right? If it's got a label on it, it that's what it is, according to, to Bangkok. No, you can walk down the, uh, right on the street and you can buy anything. It's name brand. It's one, and people will come up and offer you relationships also. Short term. Short -term. <laughs> but it all looks real. They show you a picture even. You know, it's like all this stuff is coming at you that, that is, I mean, when I'm talking about this, it's like, oh, that's obvious, right? And yet, we're, we're, we're hit with a lot of this in our world continually. We're hit with stuff that says, I'm real, follow me. And, and we can follow things. We can follow after different teachings. We can follow after different things. As if that's what living is, if that's what it really means. If I can just make enough money, if I can just have this kind of relationship you know, it might not be on the streets of Bangkok, but we're, th we're you know, until we get connected with this person that's ours, <laughs> people are out looking for this stuff all the time. They got apps for it, you know? What is real life? I want to I wanna have what I need. I want to have all these things. That's what real life is. 
And what, so what does it really mean to have uh, something that's real, though? Just, just talking about what real means. Um, there's gonna, you're going you're gonna to get what you pay for, right? You know, you can pay 50 bucks for a really nice Rolex watch on the streets of Bangkok, but you just got what you paid for, right? If it didn't cost you much, it ain't worth much. Real costs. Real's going to cost you something, right? The way it's designed is going to make a big difference, right? It, it can't just be a bunch of junk. The materials that are used, you know, my son just bought, we, we, we were uh, at this place, and he got this really cool um, ring that has a scripture on it. It's beautiful. And the only thing that went through my head is, what's it made of? Is it going to put a green stripe on your finger? Because <laughs> I've had that happen before. If you had that, it's like, well, this is really cool, but man, it's what it's made of. It just ain't real. Right? And then the craftsmanship, how it's put together, right? Who, who, who is actually making it happen? I've got this guitar right now that I'm, I'm just now getting ready. I, got it, I bought it in 1978. It's a handmade Japanese guitar. I mean, it's got, it's got Brazilian rosewood on the back of it. And, and the thing about it is, because the wood is so good, it's, it's actually cracked in a lot of different places. And I've worn it out to the place where I need to get it fixed. And it doesn't look very good. My dog broke the head off of it. And I mean, I spent a lot of money on this thing, you know. And it's, got, it's got kid marks on it. But it was made with the very good materials. It might have experienced some life, but I'm getting that thing fixed. I'm getting some new frets on it. I'm going to, and it's going to be, it, because it's what it's made of. It's who put it together that makes the difference. It's a real guitar. I've tried to play some other ones, and it's like, oh, okay, but there's nothing like that guitar. Just it just sounds so so nice, you know, and that's kind of like well, I'll just say it real quick. Just like my wife, <laughs> once I got my wife, it's like there's some other pretty people out there, but man, it's just not like my wife, you know. <laughs> She's the real deal, and I'm so fortunate. Is that okay? All right. Sometimes I don't, I'm not okay, but I, I got that one right. Okay. <laughs> she always gets scared when I talk. Start talking. Okay. Let's look at Matthew seven fourteen. Oh. So, the way God took, looks at uh, real life is that it's not going to be something that's the most popular thing. You know, uh, right now we. It's amazing to me, even in the political realm right now, they'll put out this poll of what the American people think about some person, how much favor they have, as if I'm supposed to be impressed personally by how much the popularity of somebody else is. And actually, that's, that's the way a lot of, uh, of marketing is done. We just, we just rented a, a Turo. Anybody familiar with Turo? It's, it's kind of like uh, Airbnb, except for, for cars. And they have an app, and the way they, they get credibility on the app is how much favor they get from the people that have already used them. It's, it's whether or not it's popular or, or it's, it's accepted. It's how, how many uh, pluses you can get. You know, everything's built on popularity, yeah. on how popular something is. 
And we can, be, we can be bent by that in our choices of what we think life is really about. And Matthew 7, 14 says, But the gateway to life is small, and the road is narrow, and a f- only a few ever find it. He's talking about this road that goes to true life. It's not going to be something that you find on a, on a popularity poll. It's going to have to be in a different place. Just because somebody else likes something, because it's the popular thing. My wife is always telling me about fashion. And she said, this is the thing today. It's like, I don't know if you noticed, but ladies started tucking the shirt in in the front, leaving it out in the back. It's like, what's with that? You know, on the whole, thank, thank, <laughs> there we go. And thankfully, this is kind of faded away, but the leaving your shorts hanging almost down to your knees, you know, it's like, I don't, what's, 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 somebody's seen my underwear. I, it's like, I don't, but she does like the, the, the holes in the pants. It's like, goodness, that's when I finally got a new pair, <laughs> right? It's when they got the holes in them. Uh, <laughs> But Jesus is saying the, the way to life, and I, I think this is really important for us to get a handle on this, because everything about what we're talking about when we're, we're talking about God and his, his presence and new life in him, it's, it's about actually being able to perceive what that life is, because a lot of times we want to take our perspective of what real living is into the presence of God and try to make him fit into us. God, here's my perspective of what real life is. I want you to come and make it happen for me. And we can make our prayers about God getting involved with making us experience real life that the world is, is tantalizing us with. That make sense? And Jesus is saying, you know what? You're going to have to get an attitude of I'm not just among the crowd. If I'm going to really discover what real life is. Because it's not going to be that popular. It's not going to be the wide road. It's going to be the narrow one. Right? Let's look at Luke 2, uh, 12, 15. <clears throat> and he says this right before he, he tells a parable. <clears throat> Beware. Don't always be wishing for what you don't have. For real life and real living are not related to how rich we are. there's this attitude of I really made a life for myself I've really done these things I did it my way you know that that kind of an approach and Jesus precedes a a parable with this statement and and he's talking about a farmer and back then, that's when that's what the, the successful business people were. A lot of times were farmers. And he said there was this farmer that had all this land, and he got all these crops, and he, and he couldn't get them into his storehouse. That was a problem. That was a major problem. Because he's so wealthy, but he can't store it. So he says, I think what I'll do, this is my life. What I'll do is just build some more barns. And then I'll fill those up. And I'm telling you what. So what he's doing is he's, he's getting a vision. If I do this, 
that's going to be living. Because he doesn't just stop with filling up the barns. He says, then I can sit back, I can drink, I can, I can party, I can do whatever, because that will be living. And he's saying, that guy is a fool. Because he set himself on something that he's called real living. And he said, that night he can die, and it'll all be gone. He said, it's better to not just build things for this earth that will perish and pass away. But for our, our life to be built on something that's yes. eternal. Yeah. Amen. So Amen? Yes. Let's go to Matthew 16, 25. It's also not discovered in ourselves. Man, so much honor today is, be, is being given to people's self-identity. What I can say about myself, right? Yeah. How I can define who I am. And they say, if I, I, if I just say that this is what I am, then this is my life, and you have to leave me alone, right? My life, my choice. But he says, it's not going to be discovered by looking at yourself. Your life is not yours to, to have be, make real on your own. For anyone who keeps his life for himself shall lose it. And anyone who loses his life for me shall find it again. What profit is there if you gain the whole world and you lose eternal life? What can be compared with the, the value of eternal life? So there has to be this realization that if we're going to discover what real life is, we don't go internal for that. And here's the, here's the thing about, you know, uh, counseling and, and psychology. A lot of what we are always searching for is, who am I really? Have to look, I, we have to dig down deep to find out who you really are. And he's saying, you're not really going to find out what real life is if you're just looking at yourself. In fact, you're going to have to let it go. Now, some counseling might help with that. But it's not going to be you that you're looking at when you discover what real life is. Yeah. It's going to have to be something else. Right. Amen? Right. So let's look at John 10, 10. <clears throat> And Jesus refers to this. <clears throat> So there's some other options for your life that are coming to you. Sometimes when we see this passage, we think about just a thief coming to steal and kill and destroy. But, uh, but let, let's look at it in context to what he's saying. He said, the thief comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. More abundantly than what? What they thought they were having. That means, that means when he showed up, there wasn't any life happening yet, right? He says, I come that they may have life, as if they're not going to have it at all until I get there. Does that make sense? And, and when, you, when you talk about him showing up to, to, to present life, in, in relation to what the thief comes to do, what is he coming to do? He's coming to take your life. 
says this, the thief's coming to remove the possibility of you experiencing real life. Right? He's, he's wanting to come and take it. He's wanting to take it from you. And this is the deception of the world around us that that is real life. And all it really is is a thief that's wanting to take it from us. It would seem that some of these people are living the dream. But we don't know what's happening behind the scene. And we, and we do know what the end is. If they are not living real life in Christ, it might look like something, but it's just a big facade. <laughs> it's just fake. Jesus said, life doesn't happen until I show up. You know, th this is a good thing for people that don't even know the Lord, but we that know the Lord need to take this to heart. There's things in the world around us. Those aren't life. We have life. We have him. He's come to, to not just bring real life, but it's going to be abundant life. And we take that by faith. It's not something that we just say, well, I don't see it anywhere. No, he said, I've given it to you. And, we, and instead of, look, you know what, people with the, with the abundance can still be down in the dumps because of what they're looking at or they're not looking at. He said, I came to give you life. Jesus is here right now. This is why it's so much fun. I, I, I just had so much fun singing here this morning. Just, I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. That should make us happy. This is real life. This is real living. Amen? <laughs> Let's go to Galatians 2. Uh, real life's design and substance. So what we have is not something that's going to fade. It's not going to be like that farmer that he, he passes away and everything else passes away too. It's not like that ring on Hayden's finger that's going to turn green because it's, it's the wrong stuff, you know. What we've been given, Jesus said, I came to give you life. Not fake life. Not Bangkok life. I came to give you life. And this is going to be one of the things about the real is it lasts. It endures the storm. It endures those things that, that will pass away. Right? And it does because he doesn't just come to tell us what to do. He comes to change who we are. He comes to put his life inside of us. Now we're made up of something that is so much better than the world can ever touch. The world just comes at us with thoughts alone. Jesus comes to us with newness of life. Yes, that's right. The thoughts come with it. But you can't have the real with only the thoughts. You have to have the real with the transformation. So Paul's talking about this, and he says, I don't just know about Christ. Remember what happened to Paul when he got knocked off the horse? The light hit him, and he got knocked off the horse. He didn't just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit doing that. I'm going to start thinking this. No, he was changed. He had an encounter with Jesus. He was giving, given real life at that moment. 
Now, and then Paul, all the way up to the end, he said, I just, I just keep marveling at what I've been given. Man, this should be, this, this should be what we're about. These guys have billions of dollars, but if they don't have what I have, I'm, I'm way ahead of them. We should thrill in the life that we have. Amen? Amen. Not looking at what we don't have, but looking at what is ours in him. He said, I've been crucified with Christ, and I myself no longer live. So what's he saying? This isn't about me. I've been, I've been fixed. <laughs> all, all the junk that's going to turn green and mess up and, 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 and fade away and fail and all that stuff has been fixed. It's been fixed with new life in Christ. I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the real life I now have within this body is a result of my trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's a transformation that's taken place. You know, Jesus said there's going to be few that find this. It doesn't, it's, it's not enough to just go to church. It's not enough to, to just fill a church. What's going on? It's not just the thoughts of God. It's the transformation. We have to be born again. We have to become new in him. <laughs> Amen? And then it begins to affect everything else. But it needs to, when we've been born again, it should begin to affect everything else that we're thinking about. Yeah. I no longer live. So how can I be affected by things of the world? How can I be discouraged about them? Because they're not my life. Whether I get rich or not is not my life anymore. Now, God will prosper us. He'll bless us. But that's not my life anymore. Amen? That's not what drives me. That's not what my ideal, I'm going to put on the refrigerator so that I can, so I can become that or whatever you would put it on, you know. I, I, that's not my goal. That's not my dream. No, my life is hidden with God in Christ. You know, I was, I was thinking about that, though. I was, I was walking uh, just a couple days ago, and, and, I, and I was thinking, God, how do we, how do we, because uh, Jesus isn't walking on the earth right now. We can't, like, sit down next to him. But how do we make this more real to people than this world that they're, they're touching? You know, I, I, I don't understand um, this, this fentanyl thing, you know, and, and I've never understood drugs that much myself anyway, but, but what, what's that presented as, as life? I'm going to experience life. <laughs> Is that a thief or what? We had this precious little boy that grew up on the, uh, just across the street from us in, in uh, Cedar Park, Tucker. Just a cute little guy. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch kids growing up, you know, and I always say they're turning into people, you know. And how old was he? he was he 18 or? He was, he was 19. Um, and, and, man, he, turned, he, he, he went from a, a nice, cute little boy to, what was he, 6'2 six, six or something? I don't know. Did he ever get that big? His dad was that big. Um, anyway. He was getting ready to, to do something the next day. Was it, it was some kind of sports thing or something the next day. And he had one encounter with fentanyl, you know, that he thought was life. 
and his, his life was gone. And yet you couldn't have talked him out of that because he had been enticed by that. It was something that he saw as life. You know, it, it's devastating what happens to people. You know, young people get caught up in, in sexual things thinking that that's, they have to do that to experience life and to get companionship and to have friends and all this kind of a, and it's just a, it's, it's a lie. <laughs> it's not real life. Real life is having a relationship with somebody that it's not just a physical experience. It's a spiritual and emotional encounter that's for life. How much better is that? And that's what God has designed for us. Amen? But the enemy wants to come and he wants to steal. He wants to, to make it look like something is going to be this way. And, and I want to challenge us, even as Christians, that, that we don't get caught up in things about God that displace God. That we don't see, because we, he, he, the blessings of God, they'll make you rich and they don't add sorrow with it. If they aren't the life themselves. You see what I'm saying? Because this can get messed up. The blessings of God can mess you up when you start dancing about the blessings and you have no time for him. Because we're going to look at what it looks like, according to Paul, to have real life. And it's not just going to be all the, 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 the benefits. It's not going to be all just the, the French things. Although God is faithful in these. He said, if, if you're faithful to me, I'll be faithful to you. Remember, <laughs> remember Guy, Guy Pei was talking about, I'll barack you if you barack me. We, we had a guest minister, and he wasn't talking about Barack Obama. He was, he was, talking, he was talking about a, a word that says, if you bless me, I'll bless you. And God will do that. But we have to be careful as Christians that the real life that the world is offering us doesn't, we don't make that about how God's going to help us to get there. Does that make sense? Because the real life is not going to be the stuff. It's going to be him. All that stuff is just going to pass away on this earth. We're leaving it. Our, our, our hearse does not have a U-Haul, Right? So Colossians 3, 2. Man, I just, this, this is something for us to embrace. And Colossians, I'm, I'm going to read this whole thing. <laughs> because it's so descriptive of what God's real life is. And, and there needs to be this adjustment. God, show me. You know, Romans talks about this. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to the world. What does that mean? That means for the world's perspective of life to become yours. Don't be conformed to that. It will look like something. It will actually sound like something. It will have attitudes associated with it. Why is there so much nastiness going on? It's because of the perspective of what real life is. It's the, it's the world's, us conforming to the world. And we can get caught up in that. It sounds like something. It looks like something. So, Colossians 3, and I'm going to start in verse 2. I'm going to read this because, man, this is good. We'll just stop here and there. Are you all good this morning? Yeah. Isn't it good to have real life? We don't have to have the fake. We get the real thing. Amen? Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Let me just say this real quick because I started to say this with Romans 12. It says, don't be conformed to the world, but do be what? 
That means not just your mind. Everything about you. That means your life is transformed. You're not just ascribing to a different philosophy. You are being transformed. Your very nature is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It does not say by the word of God. We like to put that on there all the time. It doesn't say that, does it? It just, by the renewing of your mind. You know how my mind can get renewed a lot of times? When I just think on the things that are, are good. When I think on the presence of God in my life. And I honor him in that. It, change, it begins to change who you are. changes your mind. But it requires these thoughts to go along with it. So we're talking about real life. What's that going to look like? We're going to have to start thinking those things intentionally sometimes. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. You ever just said, hey, let's sit around and think about things of heaven. It's kind of hard, isn't it? We haven't been there. But you know, some of the things of heaven we've already been given in the word of God, and we can think on those things now. We can think on things that are lovely, of good report. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. What's, that's the life we've been given. Most people in the world that are, are crushed in their life, they're saying, my life stinks. I think I'm going to end it. What is that because? It's because of their perspective of it. Yeah. It's what they're looking at. Amen. He said, I'm going to give you something of heaven to look at. And what it's going to do, that's going to be a part of your life that changes. And when you do that, it's not just going to change your upstairs. It's going to change everywheres. It's going to, your whole life. For you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that cool? God's awakening us today to say, there's a real life that I already have. That I just need to begin to think and rejoice in. And if it's not affecting me right now. It's not because it's not real. <laughs> My guitar, is, as nice a guitar as it is, as well designed and crafted as it, as it is, it will sit in my office and never produce a thing until I pick it up and play it. God, in this life that he's given us, there's no holding back in the value of what he's put inside of us. But it will never be heard, it will never be felt, it will never be experienced, it will never be real life until it's picked up and played. Amen? And when Christ who is your life, I like this one, man, this is, this, we just need to meditate on this. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Isn't that amazing? That's something we can think about. When all these, it's amazing to me uh, who gets into leadership sometimes. It's like, how in the world? How in the world can, and, and they're acting like they're in power and, and, and they have this, this, it looks like power of some kind and I'm thinking, I'm so glad that I don't have to accept this world as my home. This world is not life to me. Jesus is going to be revealed for who he is to the whole world. It might be a narrow way right now that are experiencing. I'm going the narrow way. And when he's revealed, I'm going to be right there with him. 
because he is my life. He's, I, we don't get to be with him in that moment if he's not our life now. Don't you like that? It said when, when Christ, it, who is going to be? No, it, it, what, what's the tense there? Present, right? That puts something upon us. I've got to play. It's got to be what I'm doing with Christ right now. Is he, is he really my life that I'm going to be needing to do something with him? But it's not just about right now. It's, it's the, I'm the farmer in inverse. You see what I'm saying? Because once all this stuff is gone, I get to be a part of God's glory because of what is my life now. So important for us. Don't get caught up in anything else. Life is in Christ. Jesus, make this real to us. Make it more exciting than fentanyl. Make, make it more exciting than sexual perversion. All this junk in the world. Make it more exciting than co consuming some substance. Make it real to us. Amen? So, he says, when he's revealed, you'll get to share in his glory. And then he says, so you, we need to put you in front of put, right? So you put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Uh-oh, we have a part to play. There's an enemy that's wanting to steal, kill, and destroy. There's sinful things that are always. It, how many are human today? <laughs> how many are breathing air? We're all breathing air, aren't we? Then we all have an enemy that's trying to entice us with fake life. <laughs> and he's wanting to steal with that. And we have something to do with whether we're going to participate in that. We don't have to think those thoughts. We don't have to do those things. Amen? But it's not, we're not beating ourselves down over what we're doing. He's saying, no, there's an opportunity for you to experience real life. But you're going to have to not keep following after what's dead. Don't keep taking the fentanyl. Just don't take it anymore. Start taking me instead. Don't be drunk with wine. We're in his excess, but be filled with me. Right? So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. For, for a, a greedy person is an idolater. What does that mean? That you're looking for something else to be your life that you don't have, right? Worshiping the things of this world. Because the, of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to be these things. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. He's not talking about any fringe benefits at all, is he? He's talking about who we are. He's talking about our attitudes. Sin that would overtake us, right? Things of the world that would try to entice us. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. <laughs> this is what real life looks like, getting rid of this junk, right? I'm so glad we don't have to do this on our own. We're empowered to do this by the grace of God, amen? But he said, if you want real life, the life that Jesus came to give is gonna be abundant. It's gonna be without this stuff. Right? Don't lie to each other. 
For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. I like this, as you learn to. I think there needs to be this, this uh, huge acceptance. I don't already know everything. I don't already know what, everything about God. I'm so grateful for what I do, but the more I find out about him, the more I realize it's just a drop in the bucket. Keeps you in a position of humility before him, right? In this new life, see, he's talking about life here, isn't he? It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. Gets rid of all the racial stuff, right? Circumcised or uncircumcised. Barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. How many have those in your closet? We have them, don't we? They're fruit of the Spirit, aren't they? Now, when we abide in him, these are the things that are going to take place. But we have to drink. We have to put on. We have to, we have to take these things on. It, I love this. It's saying, don't do this on your own. Just clothe yourself with what you already have. Yes, yes. Amen? Make allowance for each other's faults. <laughs> Boy, that's a big one, isn't it? You know, so many times when we're pointing out somebody's faults, the biggest thing it's doing is, is stripping real life from us. Because it says that real life, this is what it looks like when you're not holding people's faults against them anymore, right? And forgive anyone who offends you. Do you wait for them to ask? No, you offend them. You, you, you forgive them before. Just like Jesus did us. Isn't that great? Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Don't you like this description of real life? (laughs) It's not the mansions. It's not the celebrity. It's not the popularity. It's living in the peace that only the Spirit can bring. Amen? All that other stuff comes as a, as a result. You, you live in these kind of things, the blessings of God will follow after you, and you will not be able to contain them because you found real life and you've put away these things. Let's see. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its fullness, richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Ah. Ah. So, are you all with me still? (laughs) So what is the substance that makes us the real life thing? It's the life of God in us. It's so wonderful to say, it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ in me. Until we encounter these opportunities to do something else. And we realize that if it's Christ living in me, 
then I cannot live that way anymore. I have to represent him now. Amen? Remember what Christ taught and let his words enrich your lives and make you wise. Teach them to each other and sing them out in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing to the Lord with thankful hearts and whatever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus and come with him into the presence of God the Father to give him your thanks. And again, I'm, I'm thinking about this in the, uh, how do you present this? Because uh, like our, our son is like into the bodybuilding world, you know, and, and, um, and people are into clothes and, 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 and they're into games, they're into movies, they're into all the things that, and I don't understand partying. Uh, again, uh, I want to be um, understanding but I don't understand what they call partying, you know, where everybody gets drunk and and um, and loose and all this kind of stuff. It does. It kind of makes me go yuck. <laughs> but some people enjoy that, you know. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "I am better than all the partying. I'm I'm bettering than all these things." And I say to God, "Okay, God, how how does this become real to?" To, to people that, that have other things in their life that they're so gratified by. There has to be revelation by the Spirit. And even right now, I, 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 right now while we're talking about it, we, we have an opportunity to, to receive of his presence in this way, to receive of real life. But it's going to need to displace some of the things. That's what he said, those, those things inside that, that would, those haunting things that maybe nobody else knows about. Or, he says, I, I, I'm not, so, so much of the time as, as Christians, we can, we can be condemning of, of actions and attitudes. And Jesus says, I, I didn't come to condemn anybody. I came to give you real life. That's, that's condemnation in itself, all that stuff. It just destroys you. He says, why would I come and beat you up over something that's already destroying you? Right. I come to give you life. And here's the necessity right now, I believe, for all of us. And I want to say, God, help me in this right now. Help there to, help there to be a removal of the worship of things of this earth that are only depriving me of what's real. And show me what those things are. Make your presence more real than those things, please. And you know, when we, when we offer up that kind of a, a prayer to him, his spirit is here right now to, to, to help us in this. He's come to be our helper. He's come to be that, that presence that is real for us now. Because there's something on the other side of right now that God wants to take us to. There's, there's a glorying with him when he's revealed to the whole world he wants to take us to. But there's steps along that path right now that he wants to take us. And he said, but you're going to need to see me as your life. Nothing else. There can't be anything else. 